this car is the most honest car you ever seen. It's been a dream ever since I've had it. The first time I heard that engine screaming, I thought, I gotta have one of those. For me, the cars have personality. What's great about a BMW Classic is the community that surrounds it. When you listen to that, <laughs> that's why we're here. Welcome to Classic Heart, the BMW Group Classic podcast. My name is JP, and today we have another time a session of four of us in a call, which is always exciting because it gives a whole new dynamic. And uh, we are super happy that for this episode, we connected to uh, the United States, more precise to California, even more precise to Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. And with me are the masterminds behind Vintage Beamer. And uh, I will just give a shout out to Bailey Roberts. Bailey, good morning for you. Hey, JP. Thank you for having me. And we have Robert here, Robert Hill. Good morning, everyone. And last but not least, Aiden Arvizu as well. Good morning, JP. Guys, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here because, you know, following the work of Vintage Beamer is absolutely stunning. And we love to see all the things uh, in the American car scene, the different approach of things in American car scene, which is so different to our European one. And I think that's super, super sexy because that's the diversity in all things we like. My question is, is it fair to say that you guys rock vintage Beamer? Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> vintage Beamer's our life. <laughs> Very good. So please just give us an idea. Maybe, Bailey, we start with you. What is Vintage Beamer? Um, vintage Beamer is pretty much a enthusiast for enthusiast lifestyle brand. Um, we pretty much restore Vintage Beamers to selling parts, to selling merch, and also doing events from car meets to art exhibits, uh, so on and so on. Nice. And Rob, what's your role in Holder Shebang? Uh, in Vintage Beamer, I oversee just, you know, the sales and things like that of uh, Bailey Hounds, the merch. Uh, you know, we find these cars together, but Vintage Beamer just, you know, is exactly what it is. Vintage BMWs, everything Vintage BMWs, whether it's Vintage BMW clothing, Vintage BMW cars, Vintage BMW toys, you know, everything vintage Beamer. So everything you need in both cases, you have a Beamer, a vintage one, or you don't have one. This stuff you're just mentioning is everything you need, which I have. I call my little hall of wonder I have here. And there you see exactly this kind of items I would like to see from vintage Beamer as well. And Aiden, you are the, is it fair to say you're the youngest in the bunch of the vintage Beamer crew? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely fair to say. So is it fair to say that you take care of all the social media activities? Um, yeah, I would, I, would, I would love to say that I have a big part in uh, and at least spreading a lot of the word about Vintage Bimmer, showing it to a lot of, I guess, a younger crowd, a younger generation that doesn't really I know, know much about these old BMWs. A lot of people see them online, see them on social media, and uh, I know they like the way they look, the way they like the, like the vibe that they get online. And, uh, you know, they don't really know much about the cars, know much about how they work, how they, uh, how they actually need to be taken care of and, uh, you know, properly maintained and properly used. So I feel like... Hopefully, I, uh, I'm helping a lot of people get that aspect of, I don't know, the, the cool classic feel of it and the real stuff that you actually have to deal with when you have these cars. So I think, uh, you know, these are just three nights of Vintage Beamer. And, uh, you know, as we learned what you guys are doing, it's much more than just a workshop, much more than an idea of 
selling cars or stuff like that. It's really, as you said, Bailey, it's an enthusiast doing stuff for enthusiasts. Yeah. So where is Vintage Beamer based? We, um, we have a workshop down in San Pedro area of Los Angeles. And then we do have our new showroom slash concept shop that we're opening in December, January down in uh, Los Angeles, kind of like um, closer by USC, uh, the university. So a good location for like yes. to get in touch with all those who are owning a car for the first time, yeah. I would say. I think that's very nice. <laughs> so how did it all start? Did you guys meet by accident? Did you meet by via cars? Or what is the story behind Vintage Beamer? Um, well, I started Vintage Beamer maybe about six, seven years ago. Um, I've been working with Rob for, I've been knowing Rob to my childhood friend. So we've been working together for decades. And uh, when we first started, we just more like started just buying our own, like buying Beamers for ourselves. And um, it kind of got out of hand where I started buying Beamers like twice or three times a week. I was going to <laughs> police auctions and uh, marketplaces and just purchasing BMWs like crazy. You know, um, I was getting really, really good deals on these vintage BMWs. And um, next thing you know, I started having about like 15, 20 BMWs and within a few months. <laughs> and um, Quite impressive. I to, yeah, I, had, I have a hoarder kind of thing about me where once I'm into a certain hobby, I start going crazy. Um, yeah, definitely from a passion to hoarding. You know, we went from 10 projects to 50, you know, in probably two months just because, like you said, he was finding deals left and right. And, you know. I may not see it as a deal. Baby may see it as a deal, you know, because he's, you know, he's, he, he can, he sees the money and, and the minute things, the, the parts, the cigarette lighter, the, you know, the wheel caps, you know, the LSD, all these things, you know, he's seen the value in it and more so just like, I was just so sought after selling the cars, you know, let's find the really good cars, really good deals, you know, and get the proper things to kind of get the aesthetics right on the cars. But You know, again, like you said, we were from getting all these deals and just acquiring all these cars and having and and just being fortunate to have the space. You know, having yeah. our the, our space in San Pedro. You know, he filled up the he filled up our space in San Pedro to now. You know, we're here filling up uh, everything in uh, Los Angeles with uh, more vintage beamers. Yeah, yeah, and um, right after that, we had about 15, 20 beamers and. There's only a certain amount of time that we can do projects, you know. Sometimes these cars take a month. Sometimes they take six months to finish. So um, we had a, quite a few, and we had to get rid of, like, one or, you know, one or many. <laughs> and um, I put up one of the cars online for parts. You know, like, you can, you know, pick your part from one of these cars. And yeah. uh, once we did that, I got a lot of people hitting me up for parts. Like, I want to get a differential. I want to get this steering wheel. And we must have purchased a car for about like 500 bucks. And we sold over a few thousand dollars of uh, parts on that car. And I started seeing there was a market in Los Angeles area, especially like California, where people need parts, you know, for these older BMWs. And there's not any, there's not a dismantler or anybody here who specializes in vintage BMW parts, uh, used parts. And um, when we was going down to like pick, you have like pick your part out here where you go down and you, you know, they get cars in every day and you go down there and you, you pick your parts. But when we was going down to get the parts, they already be gone. Like the first yeah. day the car would get dropped in, um, a lot of the parts be stripped out. So 
I started saying, you know what, let's get more into the parts business and, you know, start selling parts. And that started uh, developing for the community. You know, the whole yeah. BMW community started coming out to us for these parts because we're the only people who, in L.A. who are specializing in selling used vintage BMW parts. But Bailey, was this like more the local community, like the L.A. community, or was it like white, easy word spread out through the whole states? Um, it started locally because we were doing it like, you know, through the Craigslist and the marketplaces here locally. And then um, one of our customers said, hey, you should go in the Facebook group and uh, the Beamer forums and post on there. And we started posting on the, the Beamer groups and the forums. And why BMWs, by the way? I mean, it's not natural that uh, you as a young chap from L.A. is into BMWs or is the family heritage of BMWs? Um, well, my father, really, it's really my dad. Um, ever since I was born, he had uh, vintage BMWs from E24 to E32s. Um, and he's, All the good stuff. Yeah, he just loved, loved the 6 Series. That's his favorite car. And he had about three of those when I was growing up. So, um, yeah, BMW is definitely, um, it's like a heritage of me. And then also in L.A., um, it's a driving community in L.A., you know. So yeah. BMW, for me, too, is uh, like a higher end. I look at BMW as like Louis Vuitton or Gucci or like a higher end brand. So, you know, me Driving one of these BMWs too puts me in one of the higher end, uh, the higher end roles. So yeah. that was good, uh, good for me to be, um, you know, like had me get into the BMWs also. And Aiden, you, as we said, you're the youngest, 21, as, as I remember correctly. So yeah. what is your relation to BMWs? Is that also a family thing? So um, no, not really at all. I didn't have any, um, uh, I guess personal close family that uh, was really into cars or really into anything like that. I, um, I had growing up, my, my dad shared property with, uh, this group that had an auto shop. They had like a tire repair shop. So, uh, as growing up, I would kind of just see cars, cool cars passing through next to my dad's house. So I started to grow fond of just any kind of car, anything with wheels, <laughs> anything that you could drive. I was really just super interested in. So from there, I mean, I just started working on them when I was younger. I got a little job at that shop and it kind of just grew from there. Um, it wasn't really super focused on BMWs until I got really, really into uh, one certain project of mine. And it just kind of brought me really, really close into BMWs. And I just started loving working on them and loving everything to do with them. And did you also meet the other two guys through BMW then? Yeah, yeah. So once I uh, once I started getting deeper into the BMW world, I started needing the same parts, needing the same connections and all that. And uh, yeah, I found I found Bailey online and um, it kind of went from there, just finding parts that I needed. And all throughout me building my car, he helped me out with parts and helped me out with finding connections, meeting new people and just getting really deeper into the BMW community out here. Yeah, mega. So uh, Rob, what would you say, which is your specific area of BMWs are you more into the more modern one older ones what is your your favorite well I'm um, classics of course you know the vintage beamers uh, again that is my favorite but um more so I've always fell in love with just the, those the 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 lines of like the 80s the late 80s early 90s beamers so of course the E30s you know yeah. E28s E24s you know things like that I just love that period of just that line that goes from the front to the back, those boxy, you know, fenders. I've always loved that. I always enjoyed that about BMW. So 
that's more so just captivated me. Just cars of that era in general, 80s, 90s cars that more so had that boxy aesthetic. You know, yeah. I really love that. And just, you know, of course, being in BMWs, uh, the not too many car companies have, you know, really good rear-wheel drive main transmission cars. You know, and that's yeah. more so how I, you know, indulged deep into BMWs. It was like, you know, you wanted a, you wanted kind of like a cool, fast car, you know, at the time that was inexpensive, you know. And again, you had, like Bailey said, you had that high-end luxury feel, you know, when you get into a vintage Beamer, you know, from the, the sports seats, uh, everything was leather, you know, all the the options. They had heated seats, you know. You We're, we're in high school getting into these cars and, <laughs> you know, it's the winter time and we have heated seats in our, what people may call a hoopty, you know, yeah. <laughs> but we had heated seats. It was like, you know, little cool things like that. So all three of you are like super into the history of BMWs and you like the vintage cars. So where does this fascination for the old design lie through over the, like the comfort you got in an old car for a low dime? Uh, what is the fascination? Is it the shape as well? Is it the era they stand for, like Wolf of Wall Street style, all these kind of things. Did this influence you guys in the love for the old Beamers? Absolutely. Yes, of course. The style. Yeah, 100%. So what, how could you describe this? What is it? Is it? What is so different to a modern, whatever, i3s to be extreme? <laughs> I mean, just the look of it. Um, like it, looking at the E24, the shark, the shark knows how aggressive it looks. Um, the chrome bumpers. You know, the chrome around all these cars, you know, it brings out like a nice, elegant, um, high-end feel to it um, from even the wheels, everything, you know, yeah. just the body lines, um, just the way it looks. It's such an art piece, you know, it's not, like it's a driving art piece yeah. when, you're, when you're looking at the car. I agree. I, I also feel like it's a lot to do with the, the yeah, just the, just the feel of it. I mean, they're they're built with metal. They're built with like like real parts. It's not plastic. It's not little things that are falling apart. There's no electric control between your steering wheel and your wheels. You know, that's like everything is solid and connected. And when you're driving that car, you, you really feel that it feels like a, it feels like a nicer experience. You, you're connected to the car. You're controlling the whole thing. There's no computers taking over everything. There's, there's none of that. And, uh, same thing with what Bailey was saying about just like the style and the, and the feel of these, it's like, there's just nothing like the way they were, they were built back then. And I just think it's a, it's a cool experience to drive. Would you think that in 30 years, like, let's do a time travel in 30 years, would we say the same thing about modern cars? No. Looking back? No, I don't think so. Um, well, depending on what you call modern cars, you know, yeah. um, some of these 2000 BMWs, E46 and E90s have a, a, a beautiful silhouette to it also, you know. Um, you know, I think that's a that's a very valid point, right? Yeah. Um, you know... <laughs> Where does the name Beamer come from? The, the bikes, right? Nope. No, no, no. Well, Beamer. Oh, oh, you're talking that about. That was always used. That, that word Beamer, I mean, in my experience, baby, um, just like a lot of, you know, hip hop songs and just songs growing up in the the, the the music culture and fashion culture, you know, Beamer was a term, you know, it was just a, it was a, you know, a nickname for BMWs, you know, instead of saying BMWs, you know, it was like, you know, pass me the keys to the Beamer. It was using so many different songs and whatnot, you know, just... And it sounds cool, you know, having yeah. some sort of nickname to, to any, you know, mainstream thing was always co kind of cool. It felt like you were in the in crowd, you know? Yeah. And like for me, I, I was born in London. So in the UK, 
the the nickname for BMW is a, a Beamer, Bima, you know. Um, so that's where that came from. And then also how you spell it. So I was like doing my research on it and spelling it B-E-A-M-E-R, Beamer, is the motorcycle uh, version. Yeah. And spelling it B-I-M-M-E-R is the car, you know, yeah. the automobile. So, yeah. Didn't, didn't that come from the way they called motorcycles when they were like really old? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, they were called, uh, it was a different word, but it was B, it was B something. Uh, Beesers? I think they called the old motorcycles Beesers. And that's where Beamer came from. Mm. I mean, that's new to me, but super interesting. I didn't know that. And it sounds much cooler to me. Yeah, it sounds right. really cool. <laughs> so we spoke about a new exciting project. You just touched a little bit at the beginning, Bailey. So what will it be? Um, well, the new project we're working on on this concept space is um, we're going to be doing an art exhibit with the BMWs where we're going to have different artists uh, locally in Los Angeles um, bringing in BMW art-inspired pieces. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be the new thing coming up in January. It's going to be really exciting. We have BMW involved. We have BMW support involved with this event, and yeah. we're, like, super excited about it. I mean, that sounds absolutely stunning. Let's see how this will work out. And seeing BMW Group Classic being so active in getting in touch with their fan base, with their fan community, I mean, it's the support of this podcast. It is different video series you can find in the YouTube channel. And we want to give a special shout out to one series, which is called Our Brands, Our Stories. And Vintage Beamer has, of course, been featured there. And when you listen in and you want to have a look, just Google Our Brands, Our Stories on YouTube and you will find a nice little selection of these kind of documentaries. And you always find little details that are so exciting. When I watched the episode about Vintage Beamer, Bailey, I saw there was an event with cars and floral designs. Tell us more about these, please. Well, with the floral designs, I want to bring more female energy uh, with these cars. Um, I feel like a lot of the you know women, they love... Um, the cars, you know, like they love how the, the car looks. They love the style. Yeah. Uh, females, they just, they just don't understand too much of the mechanics of, um, you know. I um, would say so. <laughs> I mean, that or that's the perception, you know, of like ladies don't know too much of the mechanics of, uh, of the cars or mechanics try to take advantage of females, you know. So with the art exhibit, I'm, I'm doing the floral just to bring more female energy and bring that yin and that yang. Uh, of it, that male and that female chemistry and that energy to the art exhibit, yeah. you know? And uh, I believe like flowers, you know, when you think about like your parents, you know, uh, your mom's always working in the garden, doing her flowering, and then your dad's always in a garage working on his car, you know? Yeah. So I kind of wanted to bring those two elements together. How was the feedback on that show in particular? Oh, it was beautiful. It was pretty much like a photo op, kind of was trending, uh, kind of went viral on Instagram. And uh, the, the Vintage Beamer art exhibit was a three-day uh, art exhibit. Uh, Friday, it was opening night where we had the socialites, car enthusiasts, everybody coming in there and just enjoying it. Saturday was uh, pretty much, you know, for our photographers, videographers, uh, people to do editorial photo shoots here. And on Sunday... We had the big car meet where we had over 50, 100 cars there. Wow. We blocked off our street and um, we had all the cars lined up. And that pretty much was the, our vintage Beamer 
community day where, you know, the BMW community gets to come out and hang out. And uh, we kind of did it a little bit different, you know, because uh, we go to the car meets and, you know, there's no music, there's no food, you know, um, Sometimes you can't bring your girlfriend or your wife just because you might not be into cars too much, you know. Um, so we made it a nice, enjoyable event. where We had the music, we had art, we had the fashion. Yeah. You know, and it was a good vibe where people was hanging out all day compared to just being there for 30 minutes or an hour. People just enjoying the time. Yeah. I mean, so do you think that's kind of the future of events like this so that like enthusiasts create their own meetings. I think, you know, it's fair to say it started uh, a couple of years ago with the cars and coffees movement. And um, I think um, it's now more and more like micro kind of event and not meaning it by the size, just by the kind of organizers behind it. So there's really like enthusiasts say, okay, come on, let's meet up at Vintage Beamer and uh, have a good time down there. Do you think that's the future? Uh, I think so, but also always bringing in the art and the fashion and the culture uh, to the event also and trying to do something different with the cars, you know, and yeah. and, and not just do like ordinary meat. Um, also last year we did a, a flea market car meet where we blocked yeah. off half of our street. Uh, we had about 20, 30 cool vendors, you know, selling cool vintage merchandise from clothes to art. You know, just trying to think out the box when we're doing car meets and, you know, just think different and, and just try to make it fun, too. So you can, you know, even if you're not really into cars, like, you know, you might not be super into BMWs, but you like the cars and make it, you know, a date for you and your girlfriend or something, too. You know, like, yeah, it's a nice, fun event. Uh, Aiden, as we said, you're kind of responsible for the uh, social media image of Vintage Beamer. And you yourself having a massive presence in all social media channels from Instagram to YouTube, you vlog, you're a musician. So how important do you think is the, inst I would say the Instagram ability for events? Oh, you mean like at the events, uh, inviting people to use the event to create, create sort of content? Yeah. Do you think that's a key element of events? I think more recently, that has uh, been a huge highlight of people going to certain events. I mean, just wanting to see the same things that they have seen online is something that I feel like people are trying to do all the time. I mean, it's it's why a lot of people buy these cars is because they see it online. They think it's pretty. Yeah. So same thing with the art, same thing with all the all the stuff that Bailey's trying to bring out. I think that's a it's a great idea to kind of showcase it online and, and give a give a big online presence of it so that more people would you know want to come see Let's speak about cars more specific. So what is your daily driver, Rob? Whatever car has gas in it. <laughs> whichever one of the BMWs <laughs> That helps at least, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like, it's Tetris moving these cars around because like we have all our nicer cars here at the showroom. Uh, so it's just more so, you know, what car is not in the way. But I personally love the 1989 635 CSI that we have. That's pretty much my favorite car to drive. Yeah, um, that looks dope, man. That looks really good. It's just, it's so period correct. You know, it's like a, you know, it's like every time we pull it out the garage, it's like literally, just, well, all the cars, it's like literally just driving it out of 1989, you know what I'm saying, into 2022. Yeah. So it's definitely, that's my favorite, my personal car to drive that I love. 
And I think, you know, you said something very important, which is also for me, like the thing why I'm into vintage cars, is that it allows me to experience something I was too late born, right? Yeah. So it gives you a better understanding. And I always like, you know, my father, my late father used to say, you know, to understand the future, you have to understand the past and live in the present. So I think, um, and that makes it so beautiful. So yeah, that's a very nice thing you said. That's uh, like a time travel machine in a sense. Definitely. And what has been so young, uh, again, uh, well, this is these are the cars that we watched growing up, you know, that seemed so, you know, these are the, our poster cars, you know. Yeah. These were the cars we seen, you know, entertainers in. These are the cars, like Betty said, his dad had, you know, my dad had. Things like this is, yeah. you know, and now being able to drive these cars, because these cars are all promised to us by our parents. Like, oh, yeah, you can have this car, you know, when, when, you, when you start yeah. driving. And it's like, <laughs> all right, Dad, I'm 16 now, you know, <laughs> except that car you were talking about and it's like oh i sold it because blah 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 <laughs> so you know it's very nostalgic for us to be able to just have these cars and just literally we're now getting to the point now to where we just want to we want to preserve them and hold on to them we don't really sell these cars as much when we get the the one that we want you know so yeah bailey he went and chased this the, the e28 m5 that he wanted really bad he got that car. Now it's not a car. It's not really a car we can sell now because you can't really, once you find these cars, you know, it's hard to find another one in that same exact condition. You know, yeah. the chase, the chase is very important with these cars because, yeah. you know, once you, once you actually acquire it, it's like, you realize like, it's going to be hard to get this twice. So be mindful when you sell it, if you sell it. Yeah. So hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I personally, um, I mean, when I'm buying a car, I buy the cars, like, personally for me, too. Like, for me to keep, you know, I just can't keep yes. all of them. <laughs> yeah, so. No, we heard different, actually. Rob was saying that you're kind of a hoarder, so I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of space. You find space anywhere for anything you oh, want. Oh, yeah, he will. Yes. And especially, even if it's in front of your house, he'll definitely come park 30 BMWs there. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> If you would know how expensive parking in Zurich is, like getting a parking spot, I live in the city center. I mean, I have literally, I have one car left because the other thing were like, I was not able to eat because uh, <laughs> I need to invest so much money into into just parking the damn things. Yeah. So that's not that's that's not the case. So I think that's also like, by the way, that's also a big difference between like living in a European city or like a metropolis. Yes. I wouldn't call Zurich a metropolis, but like Berlin and others. Because yeah. space is so expensive and you don't have this like in the outskirts of LA. I don't think we have it in that sense, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, we, we can hoard cars here. You know, the parking yeah. isn't too bad right now, lovely. But yeah. if you had what what BMW would you choose if you were if you were to own one? Oh. Okay, so that's um that's actually super simple in a sense, because there is uh, one BMW I would like really, really go for with not even thinking twice. <laughs> and uh, it's um, exactly the car you like the best and which we saw in the video. Because you mean the six years at that time is absolutely stunning. Yeah. It, that's for me, like the little board computer on the left-hand side you have, yeah. left-hand yeah. side of dashboard. Yes. Know, I think the idea of how future future should look like, I really love that. I love every detail about yeah. it, to be honest. I love it. Yeah. But Aiden, Eddie, what is your go-to car? So what's parked at the moment at the driveway at home? 
<laughs> well, my, mine's always been the the E28, the 5 Series. Yeah. And I think it's a similar reason to you guys liking the 6 Series. It's that shark nose look at the front end. It's uh, it's just that that difference that that those older cars have. I mean, even going into the E30, they, they got rid of that. It's all flat at the front, right? Yeah. And so, I mean... I guess when I was when I was getting more into those BMWs, I saw all these people loving the E30, falling in love with the E30. They thought it was so awesome. And then I saw I saw that five series, I saw the six series, and I saw that that shark nose that they had going on and the yeah. the angle that they got on the front too. Cause it's not even that it's just a point, you know, the whole front end goes goes in like that. Yeah. And I just thought that was gorgeous and um just fell in love with the look of that car. So yeah, spent I spending all the time with my E twenty eight as well. I just kind of fell in love with that chassis. But I mean, if, if it were a dream of mine, I, I want an old uh, E9. I want that mm. that Batman oh, look yes. in that 3.0 mm. CSL. Yes, because it's the same uh, look same. at the front. It's got that same shark nose, but it's just yeah, it's just stunning. that's holy so, grail. That's yeah, definitely right. that's, <laughs> I would agree as well. I mean, this car, uh, that's absolutely you know that's for me also a very nice one. The thing is, um, I driven the uh, Cabretta one once. Mm. I hope mm -hmm. you yes. take. And so before injection, and I did the rally together with BMW Classic. And uh, I mean, the comfy—it's so comfy. Even <laughs> though you know I'm super—I'm heavy and I'm quite tall, <laughs> but it was so comfy sitting there six hours and uh, going in that car. That's yeah. cool. Uh, and it goes, man, yes. that car <laughs> for that time. Wow. Yeah. I agree. But as I said, in my garage, I would see like, yeah, no, that's the the sixer. That's for me. <laughs> yeah. I go for this one. The six pack. It's needed. Yeah, baby. Right? We need to find that 3.0 CSI, baby. <laughs> That's next. And you can be sure that you cannot avoid it. I will stop by and getting on your nurse when I'm next time in the day. That's for yeah. sure. Well, Come by, yeah, man. Cars. We got cars for you to drive, man. Come by, pick up the keys. And have I bring blast. also the petrol with me. Please, please. You'll save, you'll save money. Anything. You'll save money doing that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Might be cheaper to ship no, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So, but speaking about American specifications, so I find it quite of odd, like in terms of, you know, in the times when the cars, the German cars or European cars uh, got imported to, to the US with all the safety features, like the extra long uh, wide bumpers, uh, extra uh, indicators on the, on the other side. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I remember when I first saw like, um, what was it? I think it was the three series. I said, "What's going on? Did you? What did you do? So why did you have this massive thing massive in front of your car? Bumpers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's like a can you not drive? What's wrong? So would it be okay to ask the question? Do you like more the sheer European version, mm. or would you say no? It has also its charm, like the modifications due to safety specs in the US. Um, I like both. Mm -hmm. I like the US bumpers with the spoilers on it. You know, with the yeah. I, like the 535 IS, yeah. um, the 635 CSI when it has the front spoiler. But also I like the Euro bumpers too, with like aftermarket kits, like the BBS kits and the hard key kits. And uh, those, you know, the kits on there to make the car look a little bit more aggressive. I like that also, you know, so uh, I'm both, you know, I'm 50-50. Yeah. I feel like with the five seat, the E28 and the E24s, as long as that nose looks aggressive, yeah, you know, with that front spoiler, then I'm all for it. It could be U.S. style or European uh, front yeah. bumpers. I'm, I'm I'm for it. I love those yeah. those Euro bumpers and the Euro lights. Yeah, that's what does it for me. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's super elegant, super yeah. You know, just rich. It's like a you know that when you see like a European six, 
it looks like you're going to like a, you know, a fancy party, a fancy like, you know, donor party or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I get when I see like the Euro cards, you know. Yeah. That, gr- that great Gatsby look. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. the great Gatsby look. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I love like the, the cloth seats in, in, uh, in the Euro cards, you know, with the house too. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the Euro cards got like, like way more, you know, they had more options, they had more things that they could do. And uh, it was just, just so much cooler. I mean, it's the same thing, like you said, with the E28. Uh, we didn't even get the proper sized headlights. The yeah. uh, like the the European headlights when they're larger on the outside, it just brings that whole front end like out together, and it just makes it look nicer. And the whole car just yeah. gets this different look. So I think it's way nicer the way they were styled there. My my main thing with the Euro and the US cars is a uh, no catalytic converter. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the sound and the, the emissions. But huh? I mean, California yeah. has the strictest laws in that, right? At the moment, oh, I oh, think. Yeah. Extremely strict. It's, it's pretty it's, crazy. It's getting tough to, to own a good car here, to be honest. Yeah. It's yeah. getting tough. Yeah, my E20 is pretty much have to be electric the next time I have to go to small. So, I mean, some people see electrifying vintage cars as one solution to keep them on the road in the future. Is that something you could consider? What do you think about it? Um, I have a friend down in Oregon who has been doing uh, electric swaps engines into these older E30s, uh, vintage BMWs, which... I'm interested in doing that in the future also. Um, you know, some of these cars that we do have, you know, making an electric car, making, yeah. you know, mixing, like you were saying before, like mixing the past with the, with the, with the present and the future, you know, and um, that would be real interesting, you know, to see a, a E28 or E24 with um, an electric BMW engine and, you know, a newer engine inside of it, you know, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. why not so let, let's you know we can also get like there's a coexistence in my opinion right so that's exactly what i'm saying so that's also nice to combine as you said combine a nice looking car with a with an engine where you don't need to worry about smart in a sense yeah, yeah something yeah. that's good for everything good for the environment you know good for us good for your pockets everything yeah, yeah for sure yeah so for everyone who regularly listen to the things we say here and joining us in our podcast sessions, uh, you know that we have a little bit of a service part. And that means to you guys, I would like you personally, each one, so we need three in total, what are your favorite spots to meet other car nuts in LA? And we need three, so that's a challenge. Besides Vintage Beamer, which we know is a great spot to meet up. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Malibu. <laughs> One so Malibu is Malibu Country Mart is a really good place to meet other enthusiasts. You know, you have the beach right there. It's early morning. You know, you have your cars and coffee. That's one of my favorite spots, mainly because it's a lovely drive going there early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's, my, that's my one spot. We are looking really much forward to the next visit to this. But what's the second one, Aiden? Ooh, <sighs> to meet people or to just go enjoy the car. Whatever you like. Okay, I'd say driving to uh, Palos Verdes. Mm. Um, it's a really, really same thing. Really nice drive. You're near the ocean. Um, and once you get up onto that, that this big hill, you just get this amazing view of all the ocean, everything over there. And it's just a, it's just a nice, nice experience. And I definitely have met a lot of uh, other car enthusiasts that, that go to that location to take pictures and do other things like that. So gorgeous, gorgeous over there. Thank you for this. 
Bailey, now it's a tough part for you because you love vintage Beamer location. Uh, <laughs> um, to be honest, I would say the drive going down to San Diego. If you get there like early in the morning and you drive down to San Diego, it's really a good drive. Mm -hmm. No, I think, thank you very much for sharing like these little secrets uh, for car, car enthusiasts. And if you want to have a good time and speaking and meeting other car people and enjoy a nice drive, I think that's a good tip. Um, my recommendation would be, Bailey, Yeah. I mean, why is there not a vintage Beamer burger joint? <laughs> uh, yeah, we need a food spot. Ooh. That would be nice. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, I would say the E28 with bacon. <laughs> yeah, you cook it. You cook it on the valve cover. Yeah. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. We got something going on. Uh, gonna be. It's gonna be named uh, Breakfast and Beamers. There we or, go. Or Beamers uh, and Breakfast. Yeah. And B and B. That's gonna be. Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> going on for next summer for 2023. So. I mean, that's a big. So for me, fair, fair. That's a fair point. I take that in as a first step. And I would love to join next year. Then let me know beforehand because uh, I need to plan to travel to have uh, uh, to JP, join the BNB. JP, we're also going to do a burgers and beamers for you. There that's we go. Here we go. That's, that's, that's going to be our late night event for you. Yeah, <laughs> late night event. I really like the way you think, Rob. Yeah, I, I really enjoy man. that. That's really like you're, you're a man of good taste, I have to say. Of enjoy to enjoy living. No, perfect. I think you know. I can't wait to visit you guys for the uh, Beamers and Breakfast, Beamers and Burgers in the afternoon, <laughs> and uh, Beamers and Beers when we there don't we drive go. anymore. Oh my God, there we go. So, <laughs> I mean, we have a whole all, day of... Uh, it's an all-day event. Right. That's the really good itinerary. Event that's, that's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Well, I might have to make that's that That's a very happen. good itinerary. We have from <laughs> right? 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, breakfast and Beamers, then from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., Burgers and Beamers <laughs> from I mean, 7 p.m. to until Beamers <laughs> until. and Burgers. <laughs> I mean, Beamers, and, beamers and Beamers. Yeah, it's yeah, 7 p.m. till beakers and Beamers and Bagels the next morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think, um, unfortunately, gents, we have to come to a, an end to our nice conversation, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I, I mean, a big fun with you guys. Uh, thank you, Rob, Bailey, and Aiden, the masterminds behind Vintage Beamer. Thank right. you. Thank you, team. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, JP. And for everyone who is uh, excited as I am about this conversation, I would like to invite you to give us a comment, subscribe to our podcast, and leave us a comment, and of course, a star rating lots of stars would be very nice appreciated we send lots of love and can't wait to have the b-man burger thank you very much everyone bye bye, bye guys. <laughs>